I think it's uh, a jewel in uh, not only the state, but I also say a jewel in the United States. Um, when I always describe East St. Louis, I say it's a combination of uh, heaven and Wakanda just because of the things that we have experienced here. The full and free exercise of our sacred right and duty to vote is more important in the long run than the personal hopes or ambitions of any candidate for any office in the land. You're listening to High Turnout, Wide Margins, an insider's look at election administration hosted by Brianna Lennon and Eric Fay. So we're here at the uh, East St. Louis Board of Elections. Uh, Eric Fay with my co-host Brianna Lennon. And we're really extremely excited to have Candrace Mosby and Joe Lewis from the East St. Louis Board of Elections, our guests today. And we want to learn everything about East St. Louis and how elections run over here and about you guys and how you got into it. One of the big differences, I think, is the size of the voting population. Um, And it's one of the reasons we wanted to talk to East St. Louis because uh, it's not something that we have direct experience with. And we're really interested in hearing the challenges and the issues that you have to to uh, handle, but also you're in a different state from us as well, which we don't have an opportunity to talk to um, neighboring states as much. And uh, I'd like to touch on as much of that as we can. And also um, the funding mechanisms, because in Missouri, we're all county funded. That seems to be generally the case, but um, I don't know how elections are funded in Illinois, and so I would like to learn that, too. But first, we always ask about the actual people that we're interviewing. So um, you want to talk a little bit about how you ended up working in elections? I don't know who wants to go first. I am Candrace Mosby, uh, the director, executive director here of the East St. Louis uh, Election Board. Started here in 1992 and been here ever since. Um, started as a temporary employee, went to the University of Illinois after leaving the university, majored in political science, and um, was, of course, looking for work. And then there was an opportunity that Mr. James Lewis, the former executive director, uh, gave me, and I started as a temporary employee, helping out, doing administrative work, um, coding, the voter registration applications, and, you know, just those things. And then an opportunity uh, came where one of the staff persons retired, and I started full-time and started as an election specialist. Uh, After that, became the assistant executive director, and then Mr. Lewis retired. I've been in this position since 2014, I think. What keeps you here? Like, what? Why? Why do you keep working in elections? I like what I do. I like serving people. Um, as a little girl, I'm an only child for one, and so as a little girl, my mother always kept me active in 
quite a, a bit of uh, organizations, uh, candy striper at the hospital. So I've always served at church, usher, um, choir. So I've always been in a position to serve people. And so with that, as a little girl, it's always stuck with me. And so that is what I truly, truly enjoy um, here at the election board, because sometimes it's not even a matter of, of helping someone in election matters, but whatever that person needs, I try my best. Um, we're like a family here, it's four of us, and we try our best to help the citizens here in whatever manner they need. And that's what I truly love about this job. And it is so fulfilling when when you can help someone and then they remember that. And it can be years later and they'll come in. You may not remember them, but they remember you because of what you helped them with. And so that's what's fulfilling to me. My name is Joe Lewis and Junior, and I have been here about five, six years. Mm -hmm. uh, I am the Deputy Director of the Board of Elections. Uh, I come uh, with a little bit of knowledge of elections because my uncle James Lewis uh, was the prior director. So I step in uh, as uh, assistant uh, deputy director uh, and it has been a learning experience for me. Uh, the staff uh, is very well knowledge and so much of what I do is to help on every aspect throughout uh, our city and throughout our staff. One of the things that I love about the position is that virtually everyone that comes in, we know. Uh, and we have uh, seen their voter history. Uh, we have been able to help them, their kids, their mothers, their fathers, and that is so gratifying. Uh, and some uh, may not look toward elections. We look at it as almost uh, a family reunion in that we have so much interaction with our citizens, uh, those that are elected, those that are seeking election. And uh, it's long days, uh, long nights and weekends, but when you look at elections from our standpoint, I think we look at it just a little bit differently, just because we have so much interaction throughout our lives with uh, those that actually come and vote. I really love that, uh, how you describe elections as kind of a family reunion. East St. Louis is population-wise relatively small. You said about 16,000 voters. The population after the census, after this last census, is actually decreased to like 18,000. 18,000. Mm -hmm. um, our total registered voter count is at 16,000. However, we have not had our purging, our canvas. Okay. So I'm, I'm sure that number will it's go down. Decrease somewhat. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an intimate setting where you all know like you said, uh, a lot of the people. Now, of course, people listening to this may have heard of East St. Louis. They may have some conceptions about East St. Louis. Would you all share with whoever is listening to this a little bit about East St. Louis? What would you like for people to know about East St. Louis? Uh, it's a very historic community. A lot of famous people have come from East St. Louis. And um, like you said, it's elections here are kind of like a family reunion. What else would you like people to know? The, the city in general is, is like a family reunion. The mayor's 
the motto is we are the city of champions. Um, and I like it because when you think about it, we are. I mean, like you just st- stated, you know, there are a lot of uh, famous people. I don't know if that's the word we should use or celebrities <laughs> that come out of East St. Louis. Um, Jackie Joyner, Kersey, her brother, Al uh, Joyner, um, and, and just, you know, Miles Davis. You know, there's um, they are, uh, have refurbished his home, his uh, childhood home, beautiful and so people, you know, are able to go there and see some of the artifacts and, and, you know, just to browse the home. So there's just a lot uh, here in the city that it's like you say, it's just a lot of history. I'll have Mr. Lewis to talk about it a little more because he's a little more familiar and knowledgeable on that. I think that easily we get to speak on the positive aspects of our city. Uh, we've depending on if you listen to the media, uh, every now and then we have more of a slant on the negative side. Uh, I almost think that that is media. On the positive side, I think it's uh, a jewel in uh, not only the state, but I also say a jewel in the United States. Um, When I always describe East St. Louis, I say it's a combination of uh, heaven and Wakanda just because of the things that we have experienced here. Um, I like the analogy of family reunion toward election time because so many get to interact with so many. Um, Sometimes when you have family reunions, it's a good time. Sometimes you have reunions during a funeral. I kind of think of our elections as uh, more on the good time and we get to really reflect not only what uh, has been done, maybe what should be done. And that is always um, interaction with the two that are running on what could be done better and what has not been done. And we just somewhat sit back and listen and help voters. (laughs) Right, and I just wanna add with that, because of the negative publicity that the city gets I always even when we have our uh, judges of election training I always tell our judges um, that everything that we do from this office is in a spirit of excellence and so even and and they represent this office when they're at the polls on election day and I tell the staff that all the time you knows that I tell the staff that all the time we may not get it right each and every time but anytime that you do anything in a spirit of excellence then that's your best and that's all that we ask of anyone is their best hi i'm brianna lennon county clerk for boone county missouri and you are listening to high turnout wide margins a podcast where we explore local election administration so on the i'm, I'm looking at your memo is it a memo dates of importance for your upcoming election, and there's extended hours, there's extended early voting hours. Those are all things we don't have those in Missouri. <laughs> we don't have early voting. We have absentee voting. It's very limited. Um, but you're asked to do a lot with very little. Um, can you speak to how you pull these off when you're looking at, you know, I'm looking at six different Saturdays of early voting hours and uh, making sure that 
the election day also happens and all of the voter registration and everything else, how, what kind of budget do you have to do all of this with? <laughs> um, tight budget. It's tight, but you, you manage what you're handed. And so we try to do our best with what we're handed. And um, the hours that you see on our dates of importance, those are hours that, those extended Saturday hours, that's in our election code. So before the last day of uh, registration, you have to be open four Saturdays prior to the last day of um, voter registration. So those hours are, are mandated by law from the uh, the state election code and then act actually those extended early voting hours are pretty much mandated as well from the election code so have to deal with what you got and you know the hours because we are um, because of our population here in the city our hours are not mandatory so we, we're like a temporary um, early voting site and we don't have a vote center here in the in the city but our office here is considered our vote center because anyone in the city can come to our office and um, and early vote and that's pretty much you know what those vote centers entail so because of the size we're not mandated to have a vote center but our office is open to any citizen in the city to come in early vote. So when you know you've got a big expense, like let's say you need to buy new voting equipment or you need to replace something that has broken that's really expensive, what's the process for getting that into your budget? Do you just buy it and then do a warrant? Do you have to notify all of the people that are funding things that you're expecting to make a large purchase in the future? We, we really haven't had um, a large cost because the equipment, we have um, election systems and software provides our equipment, which are the M100 machines and the Automark machine. We purchased those in 2006, and that was with HAVA funds, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with the HAVA funds. So that was like our, our the last time that we had a major, major purchase like that. Uh, also, the Illinois State Board of, Board of Elections, they have grants that they provide, and we submit the paperwork for those grants for, for our needs, um, like the maintenance of our voter registration database. Um, we submit the paperwork for grants and then we are reimbursed so we have to pay those in it in advance then we submit the paperwork along with any documentation that we have checks copies of checks and things like that to the state board and then they reimburse us for those expenses so like I said the major expenses that we had were our equipment which we are in need of <laughs> more equipment like I stated we purchased that in 2006 now they you know, we have our maintenance, our yearly maintenance, annual maintenance on the on that equipment, and um, so it's it's been hanging in there. <laughs> we had a little hiccup. The last election. The last election, where for some reason 
we kept getting calls from our judges like, hey, the machine is not working. And I'm like, what is going on? So we, I may have even called you, Eric. I'm not even for sure. <laughs> yeah. But we, we managed to call um, Madison County. And they were so helpful. I had um, one of the police officers to drive me there. And we got to Madison County. He provided us with four machines. That is another aspect that I love about this job, forming relationships with individuals that can assist you. It's all about servanthood. It is all about servanthood here in the city of East St. Louis for us. Even though we are a small community, it is so gratifying to be able to help people. And that's what we look forward to every day that we come into this office, helping people. That's what we do. Uh, so we had some challenges last election that we had not had. And even the judges, as you heard um, the director say, Ms. Kandris, that when we had issues with our machines, voting did not stop. And that, I think, is the best part about how everyone is trained, the contingencies that we have in place. You almost say, well, if there's no electricity, how can voting keep going? Well, we have contingencies for that. And uh, it was not a power outage. We just had an uh, equipment that went down and all of our safeguards, even having it um, uh, updated and serviced right before the election, still went down. And what did we do in that situation? We still allow voters to continue to vote. Absolutely. And that's one of the benefits, I think, that the outside community may never see. But the inside community, those that are part of, as we said earlier, the family reunion, saw the efforts that were taking place. Uh, and that's one of the things, I think, that you can't put a price tag on. You right. can't uh, say, well, whew, other than just thank you, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm stuck on resource allocation. Yeah. If, if COVID wasn't a factor, I know that um, there were operational changes that have to happen with COVID and things like that, but if somebody were to come to you and said, I'm going to give you a million dollars, what would you change? Like right now, do you have a wish list of things that you would want to do or? Equipment would be the first thing that we would purchase. That's it. I mean, of course there will be other things, but that would be the first thing that we would look into is purchasing new equipment. Um, technology is advancing, equipment is changing daily. And so um, our equipment is old and it's gotten us thus far and we appreciate it. And it'll have to continue to get us <laughs> Uh, where we need to be. Um, however, yeah, e voting equipment would definitely be the first purchase that we would the use those purchase. money, the, the major purchase that we would use those funds for. I think that's interesting because people have heard, you know, Congress has tried to allocate money, whatever. Certainly in Missouri, that money hasn't flowed down to the counties uh, to a great degree. Has that also kind of been the case in Illinois? I mean, I, th I think some people might be surprised to know you know, these Congress people think they're, you know, allocating millions of dollars for this kind of thing, and it's not here in East St. Louis. There are some jurisdictions that are able to 
um, purchase equipment um, based off of the funding that they receive from, you know, their counties. Um, some counties are, are doing much better than others. But here in the city of East St. Louis, you know, we we do what we can with what we have. And so... Uh, but not the counties that receive the funding that are able to buy and purchase uh, new equipment. Yeah. We are able to uh, have our equipment serviced um, and for the most part it's worked out fine. Uh, the last election where well, we had two machines that went down completely that has never happened that I can remember. Uh, and But we were able to go uh, a few miles over and get four machines that we were able to immediately have the two that went down um, replaced and then we had two as a backup to get us through just in case we had the others that would go down. So I think that uh, the wish list, we know exactly what we would, we would do. Uh, it wouldn't really affect, I don't know if it would affect the voters as much as it would the uh, flow of our office with how we're able to just get some things done. Instead of it taking a 10-hour day, maybe we could get in an 8-hour day uh, or something like that. Uh, but as it relates to the voters, I think they would still be serviced the same way. And the best thing that we had, that we purchased, I think, was the ink pen uh, disinfectants. Because My voters before, thought so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, if, even today, if you go into places, they're still wiping down individual pens. Yeah. And that was one of the best investments we we made where they just slide through and you just put them in and, it's, and you don't have to wipe them down. It does it. Yeah. Basically. They thought yeah. it was the best thing. They did. And it really, it really helped. And so it's, it's, it's the interaction that I think we'd really enjoy. Um, and that's what I think makes the long hours not as bad. <laughs> right. But you know you have that one or two voter that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they, they are just unhappy with having to come up on an elevator or it's, it's always a challenge. And then we had some voters that wanted to come in and vote that had COVID. That actually had it mm -hmm. then. But we made it through. We did. And people don't, you know, all they want to do is just vote. They don't mm -hmm. see. I'm right. like, here you go. You keep the pen. You keep right. the All of this is yours to have. <laughs> Compliments of the state. We just need back the ballot. Goodness and it, 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 And you almost want to, to say, you could have, this is an excellent opportunity for you to have used absentee or the mail the mail yeah. plain and simple but they were on the Angry premises coming to the office we took everything we out to their car we did <laughs> we did we could have had hazmat suits and, <laughs> we should have. yeah well that that would be another thing in the budget <laughs> You know, we've heard that from people all across the country, election officials that really in many cases put their own health at risk to help the voters vote. And, and 
that's been the same all across the country, the dedication people have to this profession. You know, what happens in the course of a busy day, in the course of a busy election, you somewhat forget those individual challenges because the day in some respects is a challenge, but the individual challenges sometimes are even more of a challenge. And then you look at all of those that could have been affected from your family to your friends. Right. And, right. you know, you, you almost say, Shh, you know, that hazmat suit may need to be more of a priority. But it goes back to how we started the conversation with truly enjoying what we do yeah. and uh, trying to obtain a commitment of excellence every day for everything that we do. And I think it shows um, with our voters and I think it shows throughout the state because we are truly proud of our office and how we operate it. You've been listening to High Turnout Wide Margins, a podcast that explores local election administration. I'm your host, Brianna Lennon, alongside Eric Fay. Thanks to KBIA for making this podcast possible. Our managing editor is Rebecca Smith. Our managing producer is Aaron Hay, and our associate producers are Abigail Ruman and Katie Quinn. This has been High Turnout Wide Margins. Thanks for listening.